Okay. All right. Let's get in uh, to tonight's message. Uh, I'm gonna, you know, I'm not gonna tell you what time, I'm, how much time I'm gonna take, but I just want to say the last couple times I've said it, I've nailed it. So, uh, so lay off, Shelby. Okay. Um, last week I said 15 minutes, and it was 15 minutes. Okay. So with like, <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. But today. Hey, does everybody have your Bible? If you don't uh, have it on your phone, if you have it in person, if you need a Bible, you want a Bible, I think we have at least one extra Bible back there. I I put one down there eventually, but if someone needs one, raise your hand and we'll get you a Bible. If you you don't have a Bible at home and you want one, uh, we'll do that. Um, But anyways, let's open our Bibles to Luke chapter 14. And we're going to start at the top so you don't have to figure out what verse we're going from. We're starting at the top, verse 1. Luke chapter 14. Everybody turn your Bibles there, turn your Bibles there. Starting off different today. I'm not even telling you what I'm talking about. I'm just going to read God's word. Amen? All right, I'm going to read it because you should be there by now. If you're not, that's cool. We'll stay here. So just once you get here, just leave it there, all right, because we're not going anywhere else. Okay. Verse 1, on Sabbath, everybody say Sabbath. When he went to dine at the house of a ruler of the Pharisees, they were watching him carefully, him being Jesus. They were watching Jesus carefully. And behold, there was a man before him who had dropsy. Everybody say dropsy. Uh, Dropsy, uh, it's in my kind of study section here. It kind of says that there's probably some sort of disease that uh, this man had like excess fluid in his body or whatever. And it was painful, all that kind of stuff. Okay. So he had some sort of disease, right? And Jesus responded to the lawyer. So Jesus sees this man who needs help. And Jesus looks over to the lawyers and the Pharisees, these people that he's with. And he says, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? And so we'll talk about what this means. But back in that day, the Sabbath, anybody ever heard the word Sabbath? Raise your hand if you've heard the word Sabbath. What it means is just a day of rest. And and it's Jesus created. Jesus created the world and the universe in six days, and then on the seventh day, he rested. And so he encourages us to do the same Ten Commandments, keep the Sabbath day holy. Okay, Um, we'll brush up on that later, but (laughs) I'm just kidding. So, but by this time, it's become the law. You must keep the Sabbath. You must not do anything. You can't work on the Sabbath, or like you'll be fined or put in jail, whatever. Like it's like a big deal. So Jesus says, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath, or not, but they remained silent. At this point in the Bible, Jesus had kind of one-upped them too many times, and they're like, we're not saying a word. (laughs) And so then he took him and healed him and sent him away. And he said to them, which of you having a son or an ox that has fallen into a well on the Sabbath day will not immediately pull him out? And they could not reply to these things. And so the title of today's message, if you're taking notes, is Priorities. Everybody say Priorities. Have you ever stopped to think, like, what the main priorities of your life are? Have you ever done that? Have you ever, like, heard, heard the phrase, like, oh, I need to reprioritize my life. Like, what's important to me? You know, and your parents are like, homework needs to be a bigger priority than playtime or whatever it is or video games. And, all right? And so, like, think about, think about what the... And all of us have many priorities. It's not just one or two. But think about, like, what are the most important priorities in our life? Is it God? Is it school? 
And you don't have to, an- don't answer these out loud because you've got to be real with yourself. Like, I know a lot of us would want it to be God. Like, yeah, 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 God's a big priority in my life. But if we really look, he's really not. And so that's something that we're trying to fix. Amen? Is it God? Is it school? Is it sports? Maybe family. I prioritize family. I love when families prioritize each other. That's really cool. I think it's special. The Cox family does that a lot, and I, I really respect that. It's really cool. But um, And there's other families in here that do that too, but I just see them hanging out all the time. Um, until the boys, like, start punching each other and stuff, and then we got to – no, I'm just kidding. Uh, just kidding. We all do. Uh, maybe friendships. Maybe we prioritize friendships. Maybe politics. Maybe not all of us prioritize politics, but our parents probably do. <laughs> right? Maybe, maybe, maybe we prioritize being right. You ever met someone who just has to argue to argue all the time? Right? It's like it, you say something, you're like, they're like, I don't, I don't know. And I'm kind of like that, so, like, don't, don't shoot the messenger, you know what I mean? But maybe sounding smart, you know, someone who's always trying to sound smart, they use these big words that they just looked up in a dictionary, and you're like, well, you know, nobody else but you knows what that means. Why are we talking like that, you know? Or maybe, maybe you prioritize your car over everything else. Maybe, maybe it's appearing successful, We've seen people, we see people in the world all the time that they prioritize looking like they've got it together. Looking like they're successful. Looking like they've made good money moves. Looking like, you know what I mean? Anybody ever seen someone like, it's like the Instagram world. Like we don't, we don't post our rough days, we just post the good ones. Which is good. I mean, you know, I don't, I'm not telling you to post like crying faces all the time on Instagram. That's depressing, but... <laughs> Maybe, let's see, maybe we prioritize being a hard worker. I don't, and this, not all of these are bad. I'm not saying these are bad things. Some of them are, not, not all of them. Being a hard worker is a good thing. But is it the highest priority in our life or, you know, or maybe, maybe it's not being a hard worker but appearing to be one. <laughs> yeah, you know, I work, oh, I work like crazy, you know. <laughs> Do you? And uh, <laughs> maybe it's sleeping. Anybody prioritize sleeping? <laughs> I prioritize sleeping. I've been doing better, though. I used to take naps all the time, but I felt like I was sleeping my life away. And you can ask Danielle, like, if I nap, and this is wild, but if I nap, I'm out, no joke, for two to four hours every single time I nap. Like, I cannot take a 30-minute nap. It's impossible um, without an alarm clock. So I just don't take naps as much anymore because I'll be out, like, for a long time. Um, Maybe we prioritize video games. Right now, right now, video games have been a little bit of a bump in priority for me because baby boy's coming. So I'm like, I'm not going to be able to play video games. And Danielle's been like, dude, play video games before he gets here because you're not going to. I was like, okay, all right, you know. And uh, so I've been having a good time with the boys online, and it's been great. And, and, uh, and I love you for that. Thank you. Um, maybe it's shopping. We prioritize shopping, the n- best new thing. Danielle and I got, you know, I worked at an extra job. We got some extra money, so we went thrifting and and I got this sick John Wayne hat, and we went to H&M, you know, repping it. But, you know, we didn't, oh, the baby's got plenty of clothes. Don't you worry about it. We are, not, we are not doing the baby a disservice by not buying him clothes, okay? He's got plenty of clothes. Um, or maybe, maybe we're prioritizing a girl or a guy. Or maybe... Maybe, maybe some of us are prioritizing actually, like, reaching the lost. That'd be cool. Or outreach, like we did on Saturday. 
you know, was the outreach event like a priority in your life or was it not? And I'm not calling anybody out. It's just we're just figuring out what priorities are. Maybe it's feeding the poor. Maybe it's you get the point. We have a lot of different priorities. Some of them are good. Some of them are bad. It's like, like I was talking about with video games at TNL. Like right now, you know, I've, I've got permission to play some video games, hang out with the boys. Because once I have a kid, I'm not going to be like gaming all the time because I've got different priorities. i got to raise a child. You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, when he gets older, we'll, like, we'll get dubs all the time. But, like, for right now. But video games could very easily be a bad priority for me if I'm substituting my time with Danielle with video games. Right? Let me, let, me tell you, let me tell you two different stories about two very different things. Is that cool? So these are kind of contrasting stories about priorities. So one time, I went on a date with this girl. Danielle, it's cool. It's not a big deal. It didn't work out. Uh, <laughs> I. <laughs> anyways, so I go on this date. I go on this date with this girl. This girl came to our youth group. I was like 16, and uh, sh- and she, you know, liked me or whatever. And I was like, okay, you know, you know, pretty cool. So yeah, let's go out. And so, uh, so we went out. We went to go see a movie. We went to go see Footloose, uh, the new one, back when it came out. And so, you know, hey, chill. Okay, okay. All right, all right, all right. Simmer down, simmer down. Okay, so I went on this date with this girl. And if I'm being honest, like, I was like, man, you know, maybe this will go somewhere. But I wasn't, I wasn't the one, like, really pursuing. Like, I wasn't, like, over the top amped about this. Like, I was, it wasn't a bad time. I was just seeing what was going on. And so, uh, so I was like, okay, I'll go on a date with this girl. It was cool. We, you know, we got dinner. It was nice. Dinner was cool. Then we went to go see a movie. We went to go see Footloose. We get in the movie. sit down. And, like, midway through the movie... You know, I'm, like, sitting there, I'm, like, I'm having a good time. Like, this is fun, you know. Like, you know, maybe maybe I like this girl. I don't know. So I, I look over to, like, I don't know, maybe it's, you know, one of these or, you know, I don't know if she wants to, like, touch pinkies or something. I don't know. So, like, so I look over, and she's dead asleep. Like, like, gassed. Like, in the, in the movie theater on our date. I'm like, so I look over, and no joke. Like, no, no, I didn't walk out. I was, I'm nicer than that, because I was her ride to the movie theater. <laughs> so, uh, so I was like, so in my mind, right then, I was like, well, that's it. You know, I mean, like, am I not interesting enough? Is this movie that I paid for not interesting enough for you to stay awake? And I don't know, maybe, maybe she had a long day. I don't know. But anyways, in my head, I was like, I don't think I'm a priority in this scenario, because she fell asleep. And uh, that girl haunted me for like six years later. And no, I'm just kidding. She actually did. I'll tell you the story later. Um, okay, I got to tell you now because I let it out of the bag. Okay, so this girl, <laughs> I, they, they, none of them would watch this. This is fine. Okay, but this girl's cousin played on Danielle's college soccer team like, like five, six years later. Danielle's from the Bay Area. This was in Visalia, California. They're nowhere near each other. But this chick's uh, cousin is on Danielle's soccer team. And Danielle says, I'm dating this guy named Brett. And this, this is five, six years later. And, and, uh, and this girl goes, Brett who? <laughs> and, and she goes, uh, Brett Westerfield. She goes, ooh. She goes, that, that boy is trouble. She said, she said, he dated my cousin, and it, he was not nice to her. And I was like. So Danielle comes back to me. What is all this about? I was like, I don't know. Like, I didn't do anything. She fell asleep on her date. And uh, so, 
So anyways, but anyways, I, I recognize that like this, I was not a priority in this situation. And maybe she thought I was because she's telling her cousin about me, but like she fell asleep. What am I supposed to do? But anyways, so let's tell another story about another date. Um, or not a date, another girl. Um, it's okay, Danielle. Don't worry. Second, this other girl I really liked. We weren't quite dating yet. Uh, and I also didn't really know if she liked me at this point. I didn't know. She was hanging out with my sister. They were kind of friends. So I was like, okay, this is cool, you know. Maybe this work out. And, uh, and so we had no, like, really... No, never talked about it. I just thought she was kind of cute, but she was my sister's friend. Awkward, you know what I mean? Come on, that's a, that's a no-go, Brett. But anyway, so she was staying the night at our house because uh, she's my sister's friend, right? So they're hanging out or whatever. And so I was like, all right, you know, I'll watch a movie with them, whatever, no big deal. So I watch a movie with them, and then my sister falls asleep. And so, so I'm like, you know, just chatting up this girl, you know, like, hey, you know, what, what's going on with your life, whatever. And we start talking, and we, like, get into really deep conversations and have a good conversation. And this is, like, late at night because we're watching multiple movies. And then I look at the clock, and, it, you know, obviously nothing's bad here. My sister's right there. It's her friend. It's not, you know, we're being, we're being good. And uh, we're being pure. And uh, so, because I didn't even know if she liked me. But I'm talking, and we're talking. And we just chatted up. And I look. We talked for a long time. And I look down at my, uh, not my watch, because we don't do that here, but I uh, looked at my phone, like, what, what time, what time is it? And it's 7 a.m. We talked literally all night, just sitting on the couch while the m- movie's going on, talking, 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 talking. And so I didn't know if this girl liked me at all, but I, I, I decided at that point, whether it be friends or a relationship or whatever, I was like, I think I might be a priority in this girl's life. So I married her. That was her. Ha! So, uh, so anyways, so you don't have to worry about that one. That, Danielle, that one worked out. It was great. You didn't have to worry. She got scared. She's like, what girl will you staying up to 7 a.m. in the morning with? I was like, it's you, homie. Uh, but anyways, we weren't dating or nothing, but I thought, like, man, if she, if she could just talk to me for that long, and we didn't even know, like, we, like, we both looked at, oh, my goodness, it's 7 a.m. I had, like, a... I had, like, a football practice at 9, <laughs> and so uh, I didn't do very well. But, but anyways, it's the tale of two stories. The one girl I took out, she falls asleep on a date. The other girl I start talking to, it's late at night. She has every right to say, hey, I'm tired. I'm going to go to bed. But we talk till 7 a.m. in the morning. And, as, and I realized that when you look at those stories, one of those girls ended up prioritizing me, and the other one didn't. So you could tell a lot about a person by what they prioritize. And it makes you feel special when one of those priori- priorities is you. You ever met someone that like actually prioritizes you, whether it be family, friends, whatever, and you're like, wow, that makes me feel good. That I'm a priority in somebody's life. So in our last week of this discussion on Jesus being human, this is the last one. And the next week we're going to do small groups. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. I might bring some snack. Who knows? I want to present a question to you guys. Here's the question. Think about it. What did Jesus prioritize? What did Jesus prioritize? Like I was saying, there was that one girl, and she's a, she's a great girl, but it just wasn't meant to be. So she didn't prioritize me, but I, so I knew her priorities. 
Danielle, I knew her priorities, so I married her, you know. <laughs> hey And uh, But when we, if, we're, if we're in this journey of trying to know Jesus better, we talked about Jesus as God, Jesus being a human. If we're trying to get to know Jesus better, what are Jesus' priorities? What does he prioritize? If we know what Jesus prioritized, I think it shows us who he is. Amen? And it'll confirm the things that we've been talking about for the last, you know, five, six weeks. If we look at scripture, we see Jesus prioritized many, many things. In James 1, 2, 7, James 1, 2, 7 tells us, or 1, 27, tells us taking care of widows and orphans is a big deal to Jesus. It's a priority of his. Luke 6, 20 through 21 shows us that Jesus cares for the poor. And, and, and that's cool. And we talked about that last, last week about if, if you love me, then feed my lambs. We did that on Saturday. It was awesome. We see in Luke 10 with Jesus' interaction with Mary and Martha that, that Jesus prioritizes and de- desires relationship. We see Jesus prioritize prayer in Matthew 6 in the Lord's Prayer. You guys remember when we talked about the Lord's Prayer and, all, and went all the way through that as a series? It was just like two series ago, so if you don't remember, then... What the? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but Jesus prioritized prayer. In the Bible, Jesus prays all the time. In every situation that he's in, he's, he's seeking counsel from the Father. Jesus prioritized obedience to the Father in Luke 22 when he said, God, you know, take this cup from me. Meaning like dying on a cross. Jesus was like, I don't really want to do this. But he's like, if it's your will, let's do it. Imagine praying a prayer like that, like, hey, you know, I really, this isn't, like, top on my list of things I'd really love to do, <laughs> like, get nailed to a cross and beaten and whipped and stabbed and spit on, and, but if it's your will, I'll do it. Isn't that crazy? In Matthew 4, we see Jesus prioritizes scripture in his defense against Satan. In John 14, we see Jesus prioritizes the Holy Spirit as he promises us a helper. And the reason I'm skipping through all these, all these things is because I want to land on one thing. And one thing that I've noticed from Genesis to Revelation, every book in the Bible, every interaction that you might have with someone who's a Christian or, or come to church or whatever, all of it points to one thing. And that, Jesus, and that one thing is that Jesus prioritizes you. Jesus prioritizes prayer. And, and fellowship and relationship, and he prioritizes his relationship with the Father and the Holy Spirit. But, but I see through the entire Bible that Jesus prioritizes you and me and everyone in this room and everyone in the whole world, whether they love him or not. The story of the Bible from Genesis to Revelation is all about this redeeming process of getting back to you. Think about it. Genesis... Who knows the story? Genesis, God created the heavens and the earth, blah, 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 right. He creates everything. Okay, we got that? Okay, cool. Everything's perfect. Adam and Eve are in the garden, and they're having, having a good life. It's just them two, nobody, no haters, nothing. They're just chilling, right? And they're chilling with animals that, that like, like them, and they named them all. Imagine just chilling with a lion, just petting this lion, like, what's up, homie? You know what I mean? Rolling in like, oh, I got to go. I'm, hey, Adam's like, hey, Eve, I got to go to work. What, what are you working on? Nothing, don't worry. And he rides a rhino all the way there. You know what I mean? Like, like, life is good. And then, because 
God loves us so much and he lets us choose and doesn't want us to just be robots following him. He lets us choose and, and, and we chose sin. And so he lost us to our own sin. The relationship he had, gone. And then instead of God just being like, ah, bummer. <laughs> Life's dope up here in heaven. That sucks for you. You know what I mean? You, what, you know what God does? He, 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 he d- devises this whole plan. This whole plan that's going to span thousands and thousands of years to do what? Get you back to the garden. He, he, want, he wants to take all of humanity through this. And, I, and he says, I'll send my son. And my son will die the worst death you could think of. And, and in that, taking all the sins of everybody else so that they don't have to live in this sin anymore. Just so I can bring them back to what it was like at the beginning. And that's the story of the Bible. If you read from Genesis all the way through the Bible, and there's a lot of pages. It'll take you a long time. But if you do, you'll realize that the whole journey is God just wants us back. And in this scripture that I talked about in Luke 14, we we begin to see that Jesus prioritizes the man over Sabbath. Jesus asks, is it, is it lawful to heal this man on the Sabbath? You guys remember when I read that? Is it lawful to heal this man on the Sabbath? He's prioritizing the man over the law. And this was a huge deal at the time because the Pharisees would, would find people and put people in jail and, and do other things for them breaking the law. That was given by, uh, revealed to Moses and put on Ten Commandments and then all these other laws that came after it. And you have to follow all these rules, follow all these rules, follow all these rules. Not knowing that God had these rules for you, not to trap you. And so you weren't allowed to do really anything on the Sabbath. You weren't allowed to go work. You weren't allowed to help anybody. You weren't allowed to go outside, really. You were just supposed to just chill and rest and just do nothing. But here's, here's the thing that Jesus is saying. Jesus prioritized the man over Sabbath because in his priority to the man is fulfilling the Sabbath. Here's why. I talked about earlier rest and talking about the, the worship night. Rest and restoration. What that means. When you take a nap, who's ever took a nap and you woke up and you're like, oh, I needed that nap. Anybody ever done that? Raise your hand if you've ever done that. Why? Because you became restored. Your body was wearing down. And so you, you stop, you, you rest, and you let your body do what it needs to do. And it restores. And God made you that way. So he's restoring you as you're sleeping. So the reason that God says keep the Sabbath day holy is because God doesn't want us to work ourselves to the grave. He doesn't want us to just like, uh, 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 everything hurt. Like, that, and, and when I went to Bible school, this was like really important. That like my professors were like, do not ever work seven days a week. It's unbiblical. It's not good for you. And God would be disappointed. Do not ever do that. And you're thinking like, well, okay, well, you know, I'm just trying to work hard. I'm trying to grind. You know what I mean? But like, what, <laughs> yo, profet, pro, prof, I'm trying to get the bag. What do you mean? You know? And. But what they're saying is, is, and you'll feel it if you've ever worked yourself too much. You're like, I'm depressed. I'm, my body hurts. I'm sad. I don't know what to do. You need to rest. And so here's what God is saying. The purpose for Sabbath is for your restoration. So if Jesus is going to restore this man's health, he's fulfilling the Sabbath, not breaking it. 
Because the whole purpose of the Sabbath is to restore you. So Jesus is saying, if I can go to this man and I can heal him right now, I'm not breaking Sabbath. I'm fulfilling it. Because I'm restoring him. Does that make sense? And so the scripture just screams to me that Jesus' number one priority in this situation is you. And, it's, and, and we think so many times and as people become Christians and, and, and as people become religious, we think so many times that we just have to follow these rules because God wants us to be good people. It's like when your parents are like, did you get good grades? Did you behave in school? Did you do this? And you're like, oh, my parents just want me to be this perfect child. But it's not like that. The reason that God does all this stuff is because he wants you to be restored. And you're his number one priority. Even over a law, he literally wrote in stone. But people over time, humans over time, distorted the law. And he's like, no, the whole purpose of this law is so that you can all be made well. Psalm 23 says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Makes you. <laughs> it's not a choice, but it's good. Anybody ever been on a hike and you just see like a grass area and you're like, Loki, I could just sleep right there. Anybody ever been there? Like on a super long hike and your parents are like, we're going to the top. And you're like, yo, I'm done. <laughs> you know? And there's like this nice little grass patch with shade, tree. And you're like, yo, can I just like meet you back here in a couple hours? <laughs> like I'm just going to chill. And Jesus, as he's walking with us, he, he says, lay down there. And you're like, whoa, bro, don't tell me what to do. But he's like, lay down. You'll feel good. Makes me lay down in green pastures and he leads me by still waters. And this is the biggest part of it all. He restores my soul. So what Jesus is illustrating in the story is that he heals the man on Sabbath. Is, is that's bringing restoration to someone on Sabbath isn't breaking the Sabbath, it's fulfilling it. And so we've talked about Jesus becoming flesh to die on a cross for this purpose and it's your salvation and he wants you. And so what I see from this story is that Jesus, Jesus isn't just worried about us being good people. He's, he's worried about us. Like he's worried about the things in your life and he cares about you and he, and he wants relationship with you. Like I said, when, when it was perfect in the garden, it was perfect. And then we messed it up and he's like, I want to go back to that. And, and so when we look at Jesus' priorities, we could tell who he is. Just like when I looked at Danielle's priorities, I could tell that she might love me. And we might have a good life together. And if you look at Jesus' priority, the whole book of the Bible is a story of how he wants you. Not just some of you, but all of you. And that's why I got fired up during worship a little bit is because God doesn't want just some of you. God wants all of you. He doesn't, he doesn't want just the pieces of you that are like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll go to church. Makes sense. I'm not doing anything else tonight. He wants you to be like, I, I got to find a way to get close to God every day. I got to read my Bible today. I got I to gotta, I gotta worship and pray today, right? The whole story of redemption is to take us back to that garden where we were whole and in relationship with him and covered by his love and no barriers in between us. And he and us are closer than even our own skin. He restores, the end of that scripture that I just read, it says he restores my soul. And band, you guys can come back up. We're going to sing again because I think worship's going to be important for us today. Is that cool? But he restores my soul. 
Like, the Bible doesn't say he restores some souls. <laughs> he restores the souls he wants to. He restores my soul. My soul, me. He loves me. And he loves you, amen? Let's pray. And, and uh, you stand up because we're going to worship, but let's, let's just pray real quick. Sarah, if you could take this and just kind of scoot it back. Just grab it. Jesus, we just, we're just so grateful, Lord, for how you love us and how you treat us and how you care for us and how your, your character is, is so good and so perfect. And, and even with you being God of the universe and, and even with you being perfect and even with you being sometimes it seems unreachable, you're so close and you're so tender and hearted and wanting relationship with us. And, and God, as we talked about today, when we realize that your main priority is us, it makes us feel so special and so wanted and so loved. So God, I pray for everybody in this room that they would feel special and wanted and loved and cared for by you. And that we would long to love each other as we talked about last week. And as we love each other, then we, we're loving you. And so, Lord, as we sing this song, as we take time to worship, Lord, I just pray that you would speak to us, that you would get rid of all the distractions, help us to become vulnerable in this time, and just to become close to you. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.